Hello and welcome to the SAP HANA Cloud Platform Podcast. This is episode 24 and it's late September 2016. My name is Moya Watson and I'm coming to you today from lovely San Francisco, California where I just got back from Las Vegas, Nevada for SAP Tech Ed 2016. I got to see a lot of great folks there and in this special episode we're going to highlight some things from the show floor that happened there. So in this episode, we're going to start first with uh, what's new in HANA Cloud Platform since our last podcast, which was in August, and Mike Forn is going to give us that information. Then we'll spend some time on, like I said, on the show floor of SAP TechEd Las Vegas and give you a little wrap on what happened there. And finally, as usual, we will take a peek at what's coming up around the corner. So without further ado, we got a lot of special content, so let's get right into it. Mike, why don't you tell us what's going on since the last podcast? So let's take a look at some of the things that are new on top of the platform um, since our last podcast. Um, there's been quite a few releases since the last podcast, so we have quite a large list. I'll go through, try to go through them as quickly as I can. Um, now, obviously, you can find more details about each of these concepts on our new community site. Uh, let's start with the first one. Uh, we started with a new um, console client command called Deploy MTA. MTA is an abbreviation for Multi-Target Application Archives. And what it is is basically a conglomeration of all the um, files that is typically related to an application, you know, configuration, setup, and so forth. And we basically put this into an archive, so it's going to allow you to be able to deploy to different environments like QA or whatnot a lot easier by issuing these commands in the console. Um, second, uh, related to MTA as well, is that you're going to be able to find these in this new uh, solution sections within the cockpit, so you'll be able to deploy and monitor these MTA applications there. Uh, HCIO data provisioning content can also be used to deploy, uh, or can be used and deployed via the um, multi-target applications as well. In terms of our cloud connector, um, 2.8 Point one has been up, is now available. Uh, there's updated ways that you can set up the shadow and master relationship, um, which is basically setting it up for high availability. Um, you can also configure the login name for short-living certificates in the principal propagation scenarios. Um, we also have a feature as a part of this uh, where an alert can now be issued if the force disconnect um, from the cockpit is used on the cloud connector. You know, we um, added this feature in an earlier release and now this, uh, the ability to be alerted when this uh, is actually used um, is part of the cloud connector. Um, SAP HANA 112.06 is supported on HANA Cloud Platform. Uh, in terms of our Cloud Foundry services, which is in beta, there's some updates here as well. You'll be able to get a list of all the service instances at a space level. You'll now be able to also see all the members of an org, even if they don't have an assigned role. Um, you'll now also be able to specify parameters in JSON format while creating the service instances. Um, but parameters are still are specific since parameters are still specific to the services, um, they'll be documented to those particular service providers directly. Uh, in terms of runtimes, um, the Java Web Tomcat 8 has now been updated to Tomcat version 8.5.4. So if you're interested in utilizing that, this is the version that we now support. Our Translation Hub service, um, you can ad use additional workflow processes to translate short text. For example, you can for ABAP objects using RFCs, um, you can use 
translation files by uploading the files into the translation hub via the UI and then importing that file back into your original applications. The formats that we support there are uh, Java property files, uh, JSON, ABAP-based um, XLIF files, uh, you know, the ones that are generated by SAP NetWeaver. These are the file formats that are supported when you're doing those uploads. Regarding our identity uh, provision service, um, this is a new service that's available for provisioning of centrally managed identities and authorizations across an enterprise. So if you have multi-systems that you needed to um, manage the identities for, this is a service that's going to allow you to do that in one place. Um, there have been updates to the gamification service. Um, there are, for example, um, methods for manual mission controls are now accessed via the user endpoints directly. And of course, there are going to be some bug fixes as a part of this release and update as well. Um, those interested in SAP UI5, release 1.40.9 is now available for Java and HTML5 applications. You can check out their change logs for the details of what's included in this particular release. Tax as a service is now available in beta, so you can start playing around with that. Um, and of course, uh, you'll hear a little bit about our new um, SAP HANA Cloud Platform build services in just a few moments. And that's it. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Mike. Now let's go straight into an interview uh, we got to capture with Nir Cole, who spent some time with us on his way through Palo Alto before TechEd. Let's go straight to that starting right now. Okay, we're here. We have a special interview today to announce uh, something very exciting for SAP called Build. And we have uh, two special guests with us. The first special guest will be known to very many of you, and I'm very glad he's here today to help us with this conversation. Why don't you say a couple words? Hi, everybody. Matthias here. Happy to be in Palo Alto once again. And then we have uh, with us uh, Nir Cole. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're from today? Sure. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, Nir Cole. I'm leading the user experience and design development organization. Um, for the last 11 years, I was based in Palo Alto, but for the last six months, moved uh, back to Israel and now part of the uh, lab in Israel. Well, thank you for taking the time to stop by Palo Alto today. And so tell me, uh, tell me in one word or in one sentence, what, what is BUILD? Okay, so um, this week, actually, we uh, released Build uh, for general availability after about uh, more than a year in uh, beta. Uh, Build is a comprehensive set of cloud tools that allow anybody to design enterprise app that actually users love. That the users love. Okay, so why, why would someone want to use Build? I think that... Um, if we look at the life cycle of product development, uh, when we start by uh, discovering uh, the solution, then designing it, then develop and deploy, uh, traditionally SAP was very strong in the develop and deploy phase, um, and uh, build, come in and help us improve on the discovery and the design phase by uh, providing us a set of tools that aim specifically for the non-technical user, business analysts, product owners, and so on, to actually uh, bring their ideas to life without the need to actually have a developer uh, uh, working with them. Okay, so what is the set of tools? Can you drill into that? Yeah, sure. Um, so build have uh, four major pillars, okay? The first one is a gallery 
with a set of uh, fury examples that anybody can go and get inspired, uh, see how a good design looks like. We know in the past we saw that although um, many of the customers, uh, business analysts had design tools, yet they produced um, not such a great user experience afterward. So tools by themselves don't solve the problem. So we're providing here a gallery to inspire everybody on how a good design can look like. Um, they actually can clone this and make it their own and take it as a starting point. The second pillar, it's the learning center. Okay, where it includes a lot of uh, um, uh, design for non-designer material that teach people how to approach the problem, how to design, how to interview the end user and so on, so they can learn a lot about the process and how to make it even better. The third pillar, it's actually um, the prototyping tool. Okay, it's a prototype without coding, a drag and drop of UI5 elements, Fury elements into the canvas and build um, your prototype the way you like it. Once again, no development background is required. And once uh, the prototype um, is ready to be shared, you actually can send it to uh, the end users. And that's basically the fourth pillar of tools, which is the feedback tool. Okay, that allows you to send it to uh, the line of business, to the uh, management, to IT, to figure out the feasibility of what you're trying to build, and user to collect the feedback. And actually, um, by providing uh, comments or by analyzing their um, behavior, where they click and so on, you can learn a lot about how to improve your app, how to make it more intuitive and easy to use, and then create another iteration, send it another feedback and so on until it's ready. Once it's ready, Actually, you can export it into Web ID and generate already the front end code. So that's all your work is not being thrown away and you let the developer start from scratch. The developer can take this one, use it as almost the specification, but also it creates all the front code for them so they can now start uh, uh, better the development process. Just to, just to step back a little bit, I'm hearing you use the term a good user experience a lot in combination with SAP. Can you can you tell me a little bit about what's behind this and why what's hard about that and how do we get to this point, which is a pretty great point, I have to say. Um, absolutely. So SAP started uh, his um, journey and focus on uh, user experience about uh, 10 years ago. Uh, but I think that in the last two years, we made the biggest jump uh, from maturity perspective and what we offer to the market. Um, first of all, the introduction of Fury as uh, the standard of how user experience look in SAP. And we got some uh, very uh, good recognition uh, from the market by winning some uh, design awards like the um, Red Dot Award, which is considered to be the top of um, the design awards in the world. Uh, but even um, um, in build, um, we released it to the market um, this week, uh, but already we got recognition by the Fast Company um, website where they conducted um, this year uh, a competition that uh, 1,700 submission for 41 countries and Build was um, selected to be on the short list of the top 10, uh, 15 apps that uh, were recognized there. And I think that that's something that SAP is not traditionally... SAP and Fast Company, and um, you know, they announced the result three days ago, um, although we haven't won the first place, but I think that it's a great place to be in the short list with uh, great uh, companies that known for their user experience um, when we are on one line with them. 
So we typically have a very technical audience. So when, when I hear you say, you know, drag and drop and non-developers creating applications, you know, I'm a little bit <laughs> reluctant. So, so from what you say, though, it sounds like whatever has been created in the first phases will be converted into actual artifacts that the real developer, <laughs> excuse my language, can take to, to take this further and, and build the real application from it. So at the end of the day, it sounds like it's not a prototyping tool, but sort of a rapid application development tool. Is that correct? So um, let, let's try to be uh, more accurate here. So um, first of all, Build has been in beta, as I mentioned, for more than a year. We have uh, more than 20,000 users that have been using it and sending us feedback. We can see a, a, a huge adoption on the non-developer side, okay? Business analysts, product owners, uh, people that are more coming from the line of business, learning this without any background. Just go on uh, YouTube, see the videos. We have a lot of uh, tutorial coming with the product. Very easy, intuitive to, uh, to learn. Um, these uh, users, these type of users, they find it very uh, um, easy for them now to bring ideas to life, play with it, collect the feedback from the end user, learn what the end user need. Um, one customer told me that um, before we used to travel around the country in order to collect all the feedback from the from the users before we could have uh, um, complete yeah complete the um, the prototyping or the specification. And I said, actually, I'm sitting in my office. I'm sending it across the country. I'm getting. The day after, when I come to the office, I have already a response from 100 users that I can see statistics on how long it took them, where they clicked, what their comments in. I can build the next type of app or the next version, uh, uh, iterate another time, collect feedback until I'm getting it mature. I'm sending it to my manager as the spec to sign off on what we're going to develop so he can you know, figure out whether he's interested to invest or not. And the end users are much more happy because they know what's coming. They were participating in the actual creation of the solution. So um, uh, at the end of the process, once you have your prototype ready, as I mentioned, you actually export it into WebID. You're delivering to the developer a working prototype that he can understand what is expected out of it, but also generate the front-end code for him. So 60-70% of his work on the front-end is already been done for him, and it's all compliant with the Fury uh, best practice uh, uh, code. So it's all... Like a revolution in user research, much less enterprise user research in general. An easier way to do user research? Did you set out for that? No, absolutely. Um, I think that um, it changed the game on how you collect uh, feedback from your end users, how you um, share with them the vision, and you learn from them what they need. I think that that was one of the uh, weakest points that we saw in the past. And by the way, we started, we build, build based on our own pain point. Okay, so uh, when we built the first Fury apps and we saw all the uh, change requests happening during development, how costly it is. Okay, um, we tried to figure out how to bring all of these negotiation and, and things early on so people can really see and bring their idea to life, make sure that it's being shared and validated and so on before you get the expensive resources, the development, uh, um, working on that and uh, wasting their time if you are not mature enough. Excellent. So what does, since we're the HANA Club, 
platform product management team. What is its relevance to us? Why are we talking about build in combination with HCP today? Well, um, HCP um, is um, the cloud platform that we use in order to extend SAP and provide the ability to build solution on top of HCP. And as I mentioned, we have web IDE and we have um, um, very strong in the development and deployment side of things. But for the early parts, how to discover what you want to build, how to inspire people, how to teach them to build the app, and then uh, do the design itself. Um, I think that we are lacking some capabilities there, and that's where Build provides uh, uh, complementary tools to what we already have today. So in, U in um, HCP today, we have a, a layer called User Experience as a Service. Build is part of that uh, offering, and I think that it will make uh, a customer life much easier in building good user experience moving forward. For those who have been following Build for a while, as you mentioned, it's been available in beta for about a year or so. They usually had heard the term Build Splash or Splash Build in con concert with each other. So can you talk a little bit about what happened to Splash? Um, Splash um, is uh, well, part of our beta. And um, by learning, I mentioned that we had 20,000 users. By learning about um, their experience, how they perceive the product, we decided currently um, to put Splash a little bit on the back burner, uh, uh, introduce Build currently to the market, go with this one. And when Splash will be more mature and more ready, we'll also introduce this one as well. Splash is more looking at how to integrate the end-to-end -end set of tools that we are going to introduce around design thinking and so on, which Build is only one of them. So currently, we're introducing Build. Uh, um, to the market, everybody can go in on www.build.me and start using with it. They can use it as a free trial um, and, and and start using it and learn uh, and experience. Um, and Splash will probably come later. Okay, you stole you stole my final question. So the build slash splash for those who heard about that before, stay tuned. Um, and then the the last part, which I think you just touched on, is how do we get started today? Can people try this for free? Um, yes. Um, as I mentioned, if you go to www.build.me, you can register for free. Uh, you can start your free trial. That's actually um, the only thing between this and the enterprise version is that it's limited up to five projects. And... Um, Easy to use, we'll be happy to hear feedback from users. Uh, if I look at the roadmap for build, um, we, we have a lot of great ideas on where to take it, but we want to take the same approach as we've done throughout the beta, is to work very collaboratively with the customers in a co-innovation mode, get feedback, get ideas, learn from them where they found the things usable, where things are less attractive, and then uh, um, define the path where build is taking together with the customer instead of dictating to them where the the product is going okay so thanks a lot so let's basically go to build.me get started and start building with build okay thanks so much near for stopping by and thank you matthias for being in town my pleasure thank you for having me so that wraps it on what's new in the platform since the last podcast and now we're going to do a highlight on SAP TechEd 2016 Las Vegas. If you somehow missed it, if you somehow missed all the traffic on Twitter and all of the live stuff going on, and if you weren't there and I didn't have a chance to see you, not to worry. Our great uh, 
teammate Sonali Desai was covering it all online. And if you go to the SAP Community Network, you can see a blog called HCP at TechEd 2016 Las Vegas, day-by-day synopsis. Actually, if you if you go to our Twitter account at SAP HCP, you can see the, uh, the wrap is pinned at the top of the page. So be sure to check that out. We had tons of great stuff about HCP at TechEd. As you know, if you were there from all the way from the InnoJam uh, before the conference and the Monday keynote from Bjorn and the pre-conference from ASUG all the way through all sorts of sessions. We had over 200 sessions on HCP. We had the demo jam in which the winners used HCP and I'm going to give you a short excerpt of an interview with those folks very soon. And uh, all the way through Thursday and Friday, the team was working very hard. So do check out that blog post if you're interested in getting the wrap on HCP at TechEd. And now let's go to an interview I conducted live on the show floor with a very well-known blogger on HANA Cloud Platform and SAP pre-sales specialist, Morali Sean Megan. Let's take it away. So here we are. I'm, in, I'm here live on the show floor at TechEd Las Vegas. We're at the networking session, networking lounge four, and I ran into a really good friend of Honda Cloud Platform. Tell me what your name is, sir. My name is Morelli Shanmugam. Hi, Morelli. Uh, we know you. We know you very well from your participation. I'd say online as as currently number one in the leaderboard on the Honda Cloud Platform community. Tell me what you do. What do your What is your work with uh, SAP and specifically Honda Cloud Platform? So I'm part of the. HCP pre-sales team, you know, part of an, actually an APJ team. And my role is mostly around interacting with customers, helping them to understand and embrace the cloud platform. So that's typically my day-to-day job. I do spend a lot of time also running code, jam, code jams and also technical academies along with colleagues in our region to again adopt, enable the customers to adopt and embrace the cloud platform. Where's your region again? Where are you located? I'm based in Sydney. In Sydney? And and so are those code jams mostly based on using HANA Cloud Platform? That's right. Yeah, they're all based on HANA Cloud Platform. So we've run one in Sydney and then recently ran one in Auckland. Cool. And what are you finding about uh, people using HANA Cloud Platform maybe for the first time in these code jams? What's that like for people? We're actually seeing a bit of a maturity I mean, if you asked me this question a year ago, you know, people were still new to WebIDE. But there's been a lot of education going around. People are getting to feel and experience WebIDE and HCP using these OpenSAP courses. Yeah. So they've really influenced a lot. And when we meet the participants, they, they straight away start asking some really meaningful questions, you know, how they can bring difference within their, within their business. That's so, great. So we see a lot of maturity in the audience, especially in ANZ region. So you're finding a little bit less, uh, what is HANA Cloud Platform, and a little more, how do I use XYZ in the platform? That's right. I mean, there are two types of audience, I should say. I mean, even within SAP, sometimes there's a bit of a confusion between what is HEC and what is HCP. So that, quite a number of occasions, I get dragged into conversations where a customer actually wants HEC. I mean, a heck, but then I would be there help trying to address something on HCP. So these are some of the things that really, you know, made me to focus more on really embra- uh, enabling 
customers and partners to let them know what HCP is and what you can do with it and what you can't do with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you also take a lot of that information that you find, and you spend a lot of time blogging on HANA Cloud Platform on the SAP community now. Why do you spend so much time blogging? That's a good question. I'm I, happy you do. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean, I would say, I mean, if, if this was like last year, I, I would say I wasn't really much active on SCN. But then the moment I started to get a lot of questions from customers, even on some basic things, you know, uh, how to set up a cloud connector and yeah. how to set up high availability for a cloud connector, yeah. those things really you know, made me think, you know, why don't, why don't I contribute something? And that's how I started. I didn't really, um, I didn't really spend more time on helping, uh, helping, responding to some questions initially. So I just started with just taking some of the questions that I got from customers and then putting it as a blog out there so that people can start to understand. I mean, if there is one customer that has that question, I'm sure there will be few, few other customers who have the same. Exactly, so that's how yeah. I started doing it. And over a period of time, kind of got addicted to it. Yeah. You know, I could, I could, I really got a lot of good feedback from a lot of customers, you know, because they were actually using some of the blogs for their actual implementation. Right. Because we do have a lot of good, good articles on on on, on a CN which talks about how to configure a particular HCP service. But quite often we see customers using multiple services to orchestrate a business process. Right. And that's where the challenge is. Yeah. And that's where I spend more time. So if you see some of my articles, they actually will touch base across different services to show how one service works with another service and how it complements each other. Yeah. So that's that's what I've been focusing in the recent time. Well, I, I know how much time it takes to make a good blog, and we're all very fortunate that you share your information that way. Um, and thanks for being one of our best contributors there. Do you um, listen to the HANA Cloud Platform podcast? Um, Put, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> I think, I mean, I've been listening to some podcasts, especially the ones with uh, reorganizers. That's it. That's so the one. That's the one. That's I, our podcast. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if that was the, called HCP Podcast, <laughs> but I've been subscribing to that. Yeah. And every time I just go on a train to work, I just put it on and listen to it. Great. Well, you can listen to yourself on the next podcast. We're going to put the next one out uh, just after Tech Ed coming up. But I did want to take this chance since I saw you on the show floor. Um, thank you for your engagement here. And Thank you for being online with us as well for HANA Cloud Platform. Maybe just one last question. Um, what are your some overall impressions of TechEd so far, day two? Well, this is my first ticket, wow. Las Vegas ticket. So oh, I've been in the Bangalore one few times, but this is the first time in Las Vegas. It's really exciting. Such a, such a big crowd, lots of energy out here, and lots of sessions on HCP. Yeah. And I'm really struggling to you know, make up my mind. Should I actually meet? experts out here or should I go and sit in some of these sessions so there's lots for people to gain in, in, the, in the tech ed out here and um, I'm really enjoying it especially in the, the morning the morning session it was opened by uh, Jenny Lundberg from the product yes. management team so her session included a, um, a slide which talked about the planned innovations you know initially when she talked about how HCP initially had eight services it grew out to be 30 plus services yeah. and now it's going to grow even more faster so I'm really amazed how quickly we're coming out with new services on, on HCP. And you got to spend time in the sessions here. Well, I'm really glad you did, and I'm extra glad that you spent some time to talk to us today. I really appreciate it. Morali Shanmugan, thank you for being here, and thanks for the time. Come back and on the podcast again and talk to us. Thanks, Maya. 
And I'm back in San Francisco. Hopefully that gave you an idea of what it was like a little bit, uh, not only on the show floor in Las Vegas, but also a little bit of what it's like to be such an amazing blogger and contributor on the SCN. Thanks, Moraldi, for that interview. And now we have another special interview straight from TechEd. When we interviewed the folks from Keytree, they had finished the InnoJam, and we did not know whether or not they were going to be the Demo Jam winner. As it turns out, Demo Jam uh, declared them indeed, uh, once again, the winners of, of Demo Jam at TechEd. So let's take a listen to what they had to say at that point in time. I'm live at TechEd Las Vegas, and I just ran into the Keytree folks. They gave a wonderful session on using HANA Cloud Platform, all sorts of collaboration services, and a HoloLens, and Jam, and the gamification service, and Open Social and Cloud Foundry to shoot me with a rocket. Um, so I have Nick Dudson and Will Powell. They're from Keytree. Do you want to just give a second? Tell me what is Keytree? Keytree is a services company based in London. We're about 170 people, and we work for many different clients across all vertical streams, uh, everything from retail to energy to, I can't remember all the rest of them, uh, and we have offices in Madrid and in Sydney. Excellent. And you guys were here at TechEd, I don't know how many years in a row, but I know you were here last year, and you actually won the Demo Jam, right, Will? Uh, yes, we've won the Demo Jam four times now. Um, we uh, we did it before it was when it was submission in advance. Uh, we submitted it for those ones. Uh, we also did last year and won that one the InnoJam Demo Jam one there. So we did the 36 hour build, uh, and we've just come off the back of the 36 hour build for this one, and we're in the final um, tonight. Okay, so you used all of these services and all of these pieces, and you made them all come together to do this amazing demo that I just got to saw and I just got, got to wear the HoloLens too. Um, can you tell me a little bit how easy was that for you guys to spend 36 hours tying that all together? <laughs> well, it's, it's, I mean, it's always um, challenging. I mean, the biggest thing for us is coming up with the, the idea quickly, efficiently, and then working out exactly what services and things we can, we can leverage. Um, we do have a great team. Uh, we love the opportunity to actually try out some of the new services. So a lot of the time people have had a go with, they've had a kind of a bit of a play with before. So yeah. like the gamification services we've right. had a play with, but not necessarily used in certain situations. So we really got the opportunity to have a go with. Um, and because it's interesting, it's very quick for people to develop because they're, they're, they're engaged, they're fully, they're fully on board with it. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's challenging, but it's good fun um, to do everything. How easy was it to get up and running with uh, gamification service on HCP? Um, I think for us to actually get that set up was five, ten minutes to actually start getting wow. the services through. Cool. Um, and then we, we started integrating it. Um, we integrated it into Unity. We integrated it uh, iOS. We wrote in JavaScript integrations to it, etc. So it was, it was very quick and very easy for us to do. We did all of that in the 20. 30 hours was it this year 30 hours so. because this is what happens in a weekend in Las Vegas just to <laughs> let everyone know that's amazing um, why I heard a lot of pieces of technologies that you used to come together and one of the most interesting is Cloud Foundry since that's so new on HCP why did you use Cloud Foundry so we used Cloud Foundry um, because it I mean because it, it is new and we wanted to take learnings from that and be able to use that when we, we go to clients and things uh, we've been looking at it quite a lot uh, from that perspective. Um, 
it allows us to use pretty much any language that we want so we chose the best language for the job uh, in this case we run Node.js um, and it meant that we could leverage the bits that we wanted to from that rather than having to use a language that's not very good at certain things we could, and it made our build a lot quicker um, I think yeah the guys were commenting that we actually found it easier to work with the services considerably easier than last year's InnoJam uh, and that just is really a testament to how far HCP and SAP have come with the platform over a course of a year. I mean, it's made a difference to us. That's great to hear. Well, I'm really looking forward to the demo jam tonight. By the time this podcast is released, we will know who the winners are. Um, any last impressions uh, from TechEd Las Vegas from you guys from your fourth time here? Uh, it just keeps on getting bigger and better. Uh, it's it's a great opportunity, as Will said, to work with some of the technologies that we've been playing with to really get our teeth into it. Um, and there are so many interesting people to talk to. It's also a great social event, and I mean that in, in as much as putting names to faces. You, you email a lot of people all over the world all the time and then finally get to meet them and have a beer with them. It's, it's great. And wear blue gingham shirts. It's pretty <laughs> neat to see you in person. Um, Nick Dudson and Will Powell from Keytree, thanks so much for being here. Good luck on the stage tonight. Thank you very much. Thank you. And that wraps it up for the Tech Ed Wrap at Las Vegas 2016. As I said, check out the online information, and we look forward to seeing you at the upcoming Tech Ed events since we're thick in the season. And that brings us to our last segment of the day. Let's take a peek at upcoming events around the corner. We have, as we speak, the team hard at work, not, not a few days after Tech Ed, they're at Cloud Foundry Summit Europe in Frankfurt and that goes through Wednesday of this week so look out for a report on that. Um, up next week we have SAP Tech at Bangalore that's October 5th and 6th in Bangalore so I'm looking forward to hearing all about that and there is a code jam on the HANA Cloud platform on November 1st if you happen to be in South Bend Indiana. Also if you happen to be in Orlando Florida November 2 to 4, we're going to have the SAP Insider Cloud. And then we have our third tech ed of the year, our final tech ed. It wraps up in Barcelona, November 8 to 10 this year. So lots of tech ed still to come. And finally, this is not really an event, but we thought we would let you know that the launch of the new One Digital, Digital Experience SAP Community Network is set it's for October 10, so you can find the HCP community as strong as ever in its new home there, integrated into the into one digital experience across SAP.com. So everything starts at go.sap.com, and you'll just select community from there and find HCP. And as always, you'll be able to find these events, release notes, blogs, questions, discussions, and more linked from the HCP community topic page that's there. So that about wraps it, wraps it up for today. Thank you very much for joining. Meanwhile, we will see you online or elsewhere around the world. Until next time, October's podcast, it will be episode 25. This was episode 24. Thanks very much. Bye-bye for now. The SAP HANA Cloud Platform Podcast is powered by OpenSAP. OpenSAP is SAP's innovative learning platform and a thought leader for enterprise massive open online courses provides you with an engaging and effective learning experience through gamification and by connecting you with other learners and SAP experts. OpenSAP courses are free of charge and are offered in English. 
Enroll today to one of our open SAP courses on open.sap.com.